This is NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, another day, another fifty-point loss. It's Mitch Doyle. <laughs> yeah, hey everyone. And I'm uh, so happy to be here. Yes, I'm glad. And uh, Darutz, how's your love of rugby league after that fantastic performance against the Titans? Good for the Titans, I say. Yep. Good. I'm just. I'm glad that someone's winning. And uh, Nick Canton, uh, your team is yet to play, but they will by the time the punters hear this. I'm. Ex- so. I'm extremely nervous. Yeah. And it's, how's it's a, a danger That's game a if you ask yeah. me. You and could how be playing was the seven tries from Joseph Tapene. <laughs> <laughs> you could be playing an under 12s team, and you would call it a danger game. They're all danger games, mate. I'm They're no I mean, easy games. I mean, no easy games. Legally, in the national rugby league. Yeah. Legally, for some no weeks off. They are danger games, but no anyway, weeks I mean, off, baby. Apart from that, <laughs> apart from that four months they had off. Apart from that four months off, yeah, yeah, no weeks off. But uh, yeah, we are going to come at you with a few podcasts today. But we'll be looking uh, briefly at all the 16 teams, their fortunes so far, what they can expect for the rest of the year and what they can expect going forward. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Brisbane and Canberra in the past few weeks, so we will endeavour to talk about some other teams. Yeah, today. so we got a, we got a Canberra fan on today. I had to keep the streak alive. And I'm yeah. going to put the, the audio, audio version of the brown paper bag on my head when we talk about the Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> famous photos. <laughs> Very good. Um, but we will start uh, with uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs. So... Uh, we weren't right or wrong. We weren't right about every prediction that we made, but we were pretty much spot on with how we thought their season would go. Apart from the fact that Kieran Foran's playing really well, everything else is basically going to plan. I, I, mean, kind of, I, I kind of feel like it's the same story as last year and the year before for Canterbury. It's a terrible roster, but they try really hard. They don't give up and all that. Sometimes they get blown out. They, you know, Sometimes they keep it close and they snag a couple of wins here and there. Like it's just, It's just the same old story, isn't it? It feels like they're not progressing at all like it's three it's three years of this now you yeah. know what i mean like and it feels like they're spinning the wheels i was pro what they were doing like three years ago that they're building an attitude within that roster and they were going to make some changes and probably positive changes you know coming but it feels like they're spinning the wheels on the roster construction too like they still kind of haven't got the answers in the key positions at all no and i know it was i know they signed him before the injury but signing blake green to replace kieran foreign doesn't really seem like a forward thinking move anyway. you owe him nothing too like yeah. I, like I, that's one thing I know they looked out, looked after, which Green, is not commendable. But, but you owe him nothing. Yeah, exactly. And like, and even guys like I, I was a big fan of um, with Denny Zalesniak when they signed him last year. I thought he was a real shining light for him. But his regression this year, like they're pretty much starting again now. With, with who's going to be their long-term fullback. They've re-signed with Tennis Lesniak last year as well on some stupid amount of money, like $700,000 or something me. crazy like that. Like, it's just not it's just not smart business. It's just not smart business. And I, I think Luke Thompson's done done pretty well since he came down. I think he'll do really well once he's had a full preseason in. But there's even talk now that he's homesick and he might and he might go back to England. Like, it, they, just can't, they just can't take a break. They just can't catch a break at all. I think they um, mismanaged that a little thing. Obviously, they thought, this is great. We'll get him in early, get him over to Australia, get him in here early and he'll adapt and have a year here then a preseason and he'll be great next year but he's really struggled with the living in the bubble here thing because he I hasn't so, yeah. got any friends the reports are he's living alone family's back home, yeah, family, can't get his tough. family here because of the borders right now and he's um yeah he's just alone at training and then goes to training, goes back home alone, struggling with it yet, yeah, I would make anybody homesick mate like mm. just doing nothing when you're in the bubble still so that's interesting but yeah I just I thought a couple of years ago there was a way forward for this club. And I mean, I'm not saying that the history is that there's no way forward for them, but it was like, they haven't made a signing that I've gone like, wow, they really nailed that one. No, no, not at all. And, you know, Kotrich is a good player. And I'm... Who? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Who dead to you, is he? <laughs> I have no son. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought, oh, that's a bit too much money. Then I realised how much they were paying DWZ. Yeah. I heard apparently around 700000 for him, around 600000 for Kotrich. Like, well, Nick Kotrich is a steal. Compared to that video, yeah. DWZ, then. I've no said, what you're you playing. build your team around spending one and a half million dollars on two wingers, and then you work the rest out. <laughs> yeah. but the, rest, the rest takes care of itself. But that's the weird problem they have is they keep signing backs, and it's like, you know, Meany has been decent at one or on the wing. Hopper's good wherever they put him center or full back. Remus Smith is a better winger, but he's okay ish at center. Like, they didn't need to keep signing backs, and they still no. haven't addressed, as you said, they, they brought in Blake Green as opposed to re signing Foran, and Foran wanted a, a quite small deal. It was. Reported to be three million dollars over three years total, so th- three fifty or so a year over three years. They turned that down to go down the Blake Green path, but it's like a stopgap that's barely even a stopgap. Hmm. Yeah, and, and it's, like it, it's the sort of signing that someone would make if they had a weapon of a junior halfback coming through who was maybe a year or two away. Mm. Yeah, I think but that's fair. they don't have that. Oh. So, 
It's not the best. They Disappointing. S- they still have like Wakeham, Cogger. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and, and they've even managed to sort of like not... They. I mean, the one thing they're going for them was they had like an embarrassing surplus of outside uh, back rowers. And now even that's kind of... Even that's gone. Like well, jo- so. Josh Jackson looks like he's past a point. Yeah. Harawira Naira's gone. Like Vital Marin looks okay now Vital, though. Yeah, he, he always does. He always, he always looks okay, <laughs> but he never he never looks he never looks too great. It's just a it's just a bad roster and it's not great. I I don't see him sort of digging their way out of this hole for another couple of years. I don't know yeah. what it ta- and th- yeah it just, and I mean I don't know anywhere near as much about the junior junior ranks as you guys do, but it is a problem and they're not you know they they have a decent sized catch and error, but they're not a Penrith or a Brisbane where they can rely on like some young gun coming mm. through to save them in the next couple of years. I don't know what what the light at the end of the well, tunnel. They, they used to be, but obviously they used to be for sure. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that part of the world. Obviously, I grew up there. Like that's it's just nowhere near as, as much a rugby league city as it used to be. In no terms of participation levels. So. It's hard to rely. There's no juniors this year. It's hard to rely on that right now for yeah, next season. Yeah, well, that, 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 that's and that could be a knock-on effect for a couple of years. Mm. You know what I mean? I think if you're if you're a club that is looking to build from within with your juniors, this layoff could have a real impact, not just next season but for seasons to come. Hundred percent, mm. yeah, mate. And uh, so, but yeah, for the dogs, like I think the big thing they missed was Appy Coruscant, how they were so close and didn't yeah, get him. No, such a uh, that's a that's a backbreaker. It's that a brutal one. one. They should go after Pungo though if he does leave Brisbane and play him in the middle. But I agree, say. and they should um and they are apparently chasing Brandon Smith, just like a few other clubs are. But yeah. you know that in the Brandon Smith stakes, I don't know any reason why he would go there bar money, and I don't know why he wouldn't get the same money elsewhere as well. If if that's if you know dominoes do fall, that Brandon leaves the Storm, I do mm. don't feel like, and maybe I'll be wrong, but I don't feel like their first choice would be the Bulldogs either. So I think yeah. they'll be stuck in the hole again next um, year. When yeah, it's like, and, that, and like they were looking at Ado Car as well, and they're out of that race now. Like it's just po- positives though. Everyone's cheering for them in every game they play for the rest of the year because like the neutrals want Brisbane to come last. Well, so they're everyone's second team at the moment. Positive for me is they've actually let me enjoy rugby league for the last month because I'm cheering against them and they we keep winning. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> you're, you're on not Canterbury. Not, not, you're having not, a great not, time. Not Canterbury are a powerhouse. And I was so stoked this week to look up. It's the Raiders. I fit into this like a club. Cheering <laughs> the Raiders against the Dogs. This is fantastic. Some awkward weeks there, and you know it was tough last week with the Warriors. But uh, you know that they, I didn't know they were going to get it done, but they did. But yeah, that's brought me joy. So the Bulldogs fans can take it's that. Quite funny. By the time we, by the time we, by the time this is published and people hear this, they might well have upset the Raiders and they're off the bottom of the ladder. But for why, now they are last. Why would you say <laughs> so? Jinxes like aren't that. real. Grow up. Um, next team we're going to look at is the Cronulla Sharks, um, or should I say the Newtown Sharks? What? Yeah, the Newtown Sharks feat Sean Johnson. I think I think uh, an underrated thing with the Sharks is how much experience they've lost over the last couple of years. I think it's I, I ran the numbers a couple of weeks ago for a story I did. It's it's um, an insane amount of games. Like all a lot of those boys that won the premiership with them, guys like Gallen, uh, Pryor, Maloney, they're all gone, and a lot of the fellows who were meant to be the next generation, guys like Holmes and Bird, they've all left as well. So as a result, they've got a really young side, and they're kind of the 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 DNA of the team sort of changing a little bit. They're not the tough, hard nosed, grinding team that they were for years and years when Gallon was in charge. They're like free wheel and point scoring. It's it's good stuff. I actually really like watching them again, and it's weird, like you know, finding myself liking and enjoying the Sharks doing well the just because re- they're packed out the with The reinvention of Sean Johnson has been something as well. He's been fabulous. Yeah. He's, I will not hear... I will not I'd just like to see him create a bit season. more. I'd just like to see him run the ball a bit more. That gives me the shits because... He's, he's got 400 he's 29. He's 29. His hamstrings have gone. He's moved to a different stage of his career. Like, his running's not his main threat anymore. His running is a complement to his, to his passing game, which has gotten to a really, really high level. And done desire there. It wasn't that good though. Like it wasn't like running game led to results for Sean Johnson for a long time. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's it's, it's just it's just one of those lazy things. Like where if you haven't watched a Sharks game in two weeks and Sean Johnson does something you don't like, where you just say, "Oh, I'd love to see him run the ball." That's the key for SJ. It's like it's not anymore. It's not yeah. like that anymore. And it's not a dynamic runner anymore. Like he's not no. like what he used to be at the Warriors when he could skip across field and then cut through a hole and he'd be through. The, there's no pace to clap on like he had. There's not, you know, he's, he does body doesn't work like it did. And expecting him to be the same player is just not how rugby league works. Everyone evolved, like exactly. Billy Slater evolved, you know, through through he lost speed when he got older too. All these players evolve, and for some reason, Sean Johnson has this expectation he's still 21 and he can still just run across field and do whatever he, whatever he wants. That's not it. But he's adapted so well. He adapted on the fly, and like there's there's no coincidence that it was at the Warriors too. The, the players outside of him always score buckload of tries. Yeah. I know they didn't have Sean this weekend and, and Katoa still scored, but there's no coincidence Katoa's got 14 out there. And even, I don't know what they do when they switch Mulatalo on him some weeks. Mulatalo's got a bucket out in that wing. It's been yeah. fantastic for them, but 
what you said, Campo, is like, I was so wrong on this team in preseason because I saw the lack of quality, experienced players. Yeah. And I didn't truly believe in guys like, you know, I like Toby Rudolph, for example. I didn't believe he'd step up to the level he stepped up in. I didn't believe Sony well, Katoa would do it. A lot, of the, a lot of those Jets boys were probably always first-grade caliber talent, but they're not just... They're not just surviving, like they're thriving. They're yeah. thriving. Like Katoa's improvement this year has been marked. I didn't think I honestly didn't think he was going to be a consistent first grader ever. I thought he was going to be one of those guys who's a little bit too good for Reggie's, but not quite good enough for the first. So did I. But he's really adapted. Um I think Will Kennedy is a really a really nice player. I really like what he does for them. Love he love his ball playing from the back. I know I know he's probably got to put on a couple more kilos in this off season to become like a real threat as a runner, but I really think he's worth persisting with. Braden Tricky Trindle's another one. He was really good last night against the Cows, and it was only I think his third game mm. or so. There's 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 really there's really something there, and we might not see the best from best of them for a couple of years. And I think there's a couple more contracts that they've got to kind of move on. Fafita's one, Moylan's yeah. another. But once they do that, like it's a pretty it's a pretty fair mm. roster they're pulling together. I think this right now, what we're seeing from Canola with these hungry young forwards and these exciting players who were in lower grades and have made a step up is basically what Canterbury fans were hoping their club would become. Yeah. yeah. And, and instead, they're still sort of in the mud. Whereas Cronulla, who Mitch and I, I think, both had them 15th in preseason. or something very, uh, very like low. 12 or 13. So I can't remember. None of us had them in the finals is the point. Dale, did you have them in the finals? Uh, I think it was high, but just outside. Okay, but either, yeah, so none of us had them in the finals. And instead, they're almost definitely going to make it. And they've been one of the more entertaining teams to watch. It's a weird world when we're like, oh, I can't wait to watch Cronulla and Penrith play. But mm. that's the world we're living in at the moment. I know. Bizarro yeah. world, Jerry. Yeah, it is. And as you're talking about with those Canola guys, like they're missing that salary of Moylan and Fafita. Yeah. And and it's kind of been good for them to have Moylan injured. It sounds dumb saying that, but Kennedy kind of was a bit of a deer in headlights in first grade last year. Yeah. Because we've all been out of the uh, you know to watch the Jets play. And I know Campo, a big fan, and watched plenty of them down there. And he'd seen the talent in Will Kennedy at those games, but... I was worried when he played first grade last year if he was another Brad Abbey of like he'd kill reserve grade yeah. wasn't physical enough in first grade or fast enough. Well, like you say, he just needed time. He just needed a bit of time to acclimatize, a bit of time to to get used to it all. And we're seeing the benefits of that now. And I think there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of those Jets boys are the same. Heaps of them. You know? They don't get that opportunity without the guys above them being biscuits. They've kind of got lucky because I'm yeah. almost certain that like save Matt Moylan was fit all year and they moved on from him next year, they would not have played Will Kennedy round one. They would have probably gone look for a fullback because that's yeah. what teams do. They always I, look for more. I think John Morris has improved a lot as a coach mm. this year as well. Like dropping Moylan is a, it's a big, big call because he's, you know, such a, a, a like I know he's still a, a very high profile player. He's on a lot of money. It's a big, big decision to drop, to drop him when, you know, you're charging, you're trying to move up in the eight and all that. Mm. Like it's a, it's a, it's, it's a ballsy call and it looks like it's the right one as well. Does, you know Tricky I mean? stay, oh, I, does Tricky stay in the team ahead of Townsend? Oh, I don't think so. I think the Chad should. Well, yes, because he's a Jets man. Like, are you kidding me? I, I do think, but that... I, I reckon the chat, the chat will come, the chat will come back in. But just having that competition for spots, it, it, it all goes really well for the future. Like mm-hmm. Cronulla fans, they'll prop. I think this year they'll probably finish seventh or eighth and go out in the first week. But I think there's a lot to look forward to in the future. Well, they have got a problem that they haven't beaten the top eight side yet. They have got that problem. They've, they've, yeah, but all you got to do, all you got to do, is beat the bad teams. What's the saying? That's you, the, beat, you, you beat team, enough bad teams, you'll get there. Like. The finals team, they're like what I believe they're what you're saying. They're going to yeah. lose the week one in the finals, but they have got a good problem. I mean, Chad might be one of those guys a team might get for half his contract coming up this off season. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't, su- wouldn't surprise me. Like, like, it wouldn't surprise me if someone like Canterbury yeah. is like, oh, we need, we need, some, we need an experienced, polished performer come in, teach these young fellas how to be a professional, and they'll bring in the Chad. You know, but so it, who might go for him as well? West Tigers. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe you, I can you, say it. You're feeling good though, right? If you have a half injury crisis and you have guys at Trindle play like he did, because yeah, they are missing yeah. Sean, Chad, and they dropped Moylan, and they still, you know, won and he played well. Uh, just to slide on the side, I feel like that try to Dugan last night should have been allowed just because it was cool. Stuff the rules because he was a mile out of the play. Link. Bungers, I'll be honest with you, I was fucking blind watching that game. I don't <laughs> <remember> <laughs> Everything was in play. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch another replay. Next up, we have the Brisbane Broncos. Um, we did a hour and a half podcast on the Brisbane Broncos a couple of days ago, so I don't know how much has changed since then, Mitchell. Uh, Wayne Bennett's coming back. He's coming home, per reports. God, well, like I've got, you know, there's there's two or three coaching candidates I want. Number one's obviously the one last hurrah trying to get Craig Bellamy. There's ever a time to try and do it. This is the one because you can try and sell him on legacy, come back and save the Broncos, whatever. That's number one, obviously. Number two I had was Pipe Dream Wayne Bennett. I didn't think it was possible. 
Number three was Todd Payton, who didn't know we're looking at. But my new big brain idea is Wayne and Todd. Let's get love Wayne it. in. I love it. Ooh. Let's get Wayne in. I love it. The only thing I would love more than that is Wayne signs and Todd comes out of retirement <laughs> to show these young boys just a little bit about front row forward play. Yeah. So we're going to have dual CEO coach Wayne Bennett and dual captain and assistant coach Todd Payton. Love <laughs> it. What? Love what? It. Wad Baton. Yeah. <laughs> Who says no? Souths say uh, no. But I got so scared when you sent that article the other day because the hate the SEO stub was on the top of it. So it said NRL twenty twenty, and yeah. I was like, they're getting Wayne now. Like shit. No. But <laughs> Wayne on a mid season. So we'll, we've he got he got to all the restaurants he wants up there. Yes, true. All the sizzlers you can patronize. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for Wayne to go back to Brisbane again, the, one of his conditions is apparently the entire place is to be sacked. So for that to happen, it's very unlikely. But if it did happen, that's like a, the biggest win possible. That's a win win for you, really. It is. Um, to talk about Brisbane since then, I guess one of the things to talk about is the the press conference happened during the week. The Broncos still got pounded by the Roosters, but it's already started. And the players are a leaky ship now. How unhappy and miserable they were, like miserable they were there, and how he wouldn't change his methods. It it all lines up pretty well. What we all saw on the field the whole year that that's a team that just was not enjoying their footy, wasn't enjoying their training, and we've got the results now. Is one of the worst teams of the last thirty years. Like you know. That that blew my mind. That that stat that you all checked up the other day about that they're averaging, points I think, thirty two points per game. Again. Slightly, yeah. slightly better than Newcastle's and slightly, because those sorry, other, slightly better than South's O two. Those and slightly the, worse. Than those teams, the, the, they're in the company of teams like the ninety nine Magpies, the readmission Rabbitohs, the sixteen Knights, who like were barely first grade teams. Yeah. They were they were there's no they were, for they were worse mm. than they were worse than rabbles. They were yeah. sad excuses for football teams. The, and I know Mitch has fucking run this into the ground over the last few weeks, but the talent that they have to put up a result like that is just, it's beyond disappointing. It's beyond embarrassing to have, yeah, some, to have something like that happen, you know? And it was finally good to hear, again, he's, I don't think he's a head coach's backside, but Peter Gentle this weekend was in the press conference, was like, I'm not giving these boys an excuse. You know, it's like, exactly. It doesn't matter if you're young or if you're inexperienced or whatever. You're all professional rugby league players and there's a standard you're supposed to hold when you're on that field and... Be it the 30th man on that roster or the 15th man on that roster, in a good team, you're expected to perform. Yeah. And uh, at Brisbane, they didn't. And prior to this week or the last couple of weeks, when they didn't win a game like that, all you heard in the post-match was, well, actually, our effective contact was good. And, oh, yeah. well, this is the, the experience we had. And, well, You've got to look at the, the runs they weren't making. <laughs> yeah, all that kind of garbage. And, and you, you give players an excuse and they'll take them. And, you know, I, I think the damage has been done for this season for Brisbane already. And they're at that point now. They've just got to hope to... They've got a Penrith this week. Which is great, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, which is fantastic. Payne Harsback makes a big difference for them, at least. But they've got to sit somewhere and hope they can beat the Titans or the Cowboys because you're, you're playing with fire if you're hoping the Bulldogs go winless the rest of the season. But some sort of some sort of three-way tournament with all the Queensland teams and the losing team gets relocated to Victoria. Who says no? Not me. Who says sure. no? <laughs> I'm, I'm about the Storm it. State? <laughs> Do they get to keep the Storm in Queensland? Yeah, yeah they're, 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 they're the Sunshine Coast year. Storm. Yeah. But uh, I don't think we need to talk too much about Brisbane unless yeah, you guys no. got yeah. more takes. Nah. I've got millions that are all Broncos week. Get him out of here. Um, I'm just, I feel really bad for you. I'm sorry. Don't give me that. I hate this. You booze mean not... nothing to me. I've seen what makes you cheer. <laughs> the point, the it's point, not your yeah. fault. The point it turned for it's me not your fault. was when people stopped laughing at us and started feeling sorry for us. That's like, true. This is, this is you bad. do hate yeah. Get him. Get Seabold the fuck out of here. People feeling sorry for us. I'll be honest with you. I actually felt, I know he was pig-headed and he stuck yeah. to it and all that. I actually did feel sorry for Seabold by the end. Oh, you're killing me. But I know. Once once that once those texts started coming out and that, that's... Well, that was gross. That's beyond, that's beyond the pale. But I, I do feel like that's just... I've been trying to keep that separate from the story because he wasn't good. That I feel sorry for him for, but yeah. the things he was paid to do, he wasn't good at. That's true. true. That that's job. true. He deserved to go. What I'm really enjoying in the last two or three days, though, is Paul White trying to say, but guys, please remember me for more than this year. I'm not that bad. It's, no, he kind of stunk the entire time without Wayne. You just no, well, no, the, the thing is, he can say, I wasn't that bad, I wasn't that bad. But if you take the club to its lowest ever ebb, yeah. that's yeah. what you're going to be remembered it's for. It's like being yeah. the Barca president right now who lost Messi. It's like there's exactly. no excuse for it. Yeah. You're, like, you're always, you're always going to be that guy. Yep. Yeah, mate. And if you don't want to be that guy, maybe you should... This is all things you decided to do, mate. That's yeah. just it. It's, it your decisions. All, all your decisions led up to this moment. Anyway, next up we have the Newcastle Knights who are... I mean, I don't know what to make of the Newcastle Knights because... I mean, there, some weeks we talk about how brilliant they look and how their attacks firing, how Caelan, and Caelan Pong has been really good for them, especially the last month or so. But then you have performances like they had against the Warriors yesterday, and it's just baffling. I was so disappointed. I was, I was, I was, I was so so disappointed because they have so much to play for. Like 
And it's not just this. It's not just making the finals because making the finals would be such a big thing for this club, given the last, given the last seven. It's almost years impossible that for them to not make the. Finals, I know, I know, but dishing up something like that against a Warriors team that's going on an oily yeah. rag, like, like they just they just got out enthused in every single contest. You know what I mean? And I I, I know you know this is meant to be a, a more overarching view of their entire season. But like, given given some of the games they've played this year, and given the improvements they've made under Adam O'Brien, and given how much he sort of talks about you know accountability and turning up and being tough, and they've been like that in a lot of games this year. They were like that the week before against the Cowboys, where their attack was shit ass, but they won because they just tackled the life out of them, you know. And then to dish up something like that is just, you know, I don't even go yeah. for the night. I don't even go for the nights, and it was upsetting. Like. Mm. Yeah, it is. I, I wonder how now. much that Blake Green injury is going to hurt them. It might hurt them well, more than we realize. I think. I think it. I think it hurts them because I think Pierce tries to. When it's just Pierce, he tries to do too much. Hmm. He he takes he takes too dominant a role, and Ponga tries to get in there and help out. But you don't want Ponga at first receiver. You want him at second or it's third no receiver. Since he played his best footy of the year for the last month when Blake Green. Was Absolutely, because Green freed him up. Green freed him up. He let him. He let him get into third receiver. Get him running down that left side where he should be all the bloody time. And now losing Green, I, I, I was expecting a little bit more from Mason Leno because all he really had to do was link between the two. But he had a really bad game. I don't think I don't think they'll slip out and miss the finals. They but it's, it's literally like I th- West and Manly would have to win all their games. Yeah, and exactly. Play. And I, I, yeah. I think um, I think, but they had a puncher's chance of maybe winning that first week and getting into the second well, week. If they'd and won, and if now they'd it's the just... Warriors. They'd be a point outside the top four yeah, as well. I know. So I know. it's and instead it looks like like I wouldn't back them to beat the Sharks in round one of the finals. I just don't think I would. Maybe, mm. oh, maybe if it was, if it was up, it was, if it was up there, maybe. But it won't be. Aren't they? They're on the. Well, well, it depends where they do the, the finals for the bubble. I don't know if that changes where the venues will be. Does it? I don't know. I don't know. You should ask someone that works in rugby league news for a living. Right. <laughs> Dale, <laughs> don't look at me. I want to talk about the Warriors. But we'll wait for that game. We'll, we'll, we'll wait for yeah, we'll yeah. wait to that. You've nailed a few things in Newcastle there. And they just have those that Blake Green. Signing addressed a massive issue for them, which was that additional playmaker, be it at nine or six, it brought them one of them. And him getting injured now is like, Kurt Mann has been playing tough and playing well all season, but I still don't know if he, you know, I don't know if he still isn't a best career 14. That's where he belongs. You know, just being the best 14 in the comp or something, you know, that's his spot. Because at nine, he does a decent job. But, you know, they're relying, as Campo said, way too much on Pierce now. He needs a bit of freeing up from someone else. And yeah, just disappointing in those kind of games because I just feel like also they're missing like they have a forward pack that it's a good pack. They all do their job. They're all hard workers. They all get through their work, get through their numbers. But I really think they're missing that kind of forward who can kind of crack the game open a little. They're missing yeah, that like a, like a dynamic runner. Well, yeah, Daniel Daniel Safidi's but... kind of been that for him this year. Yeah. And Jacob Safidi's been been very strong in um, in relief of Daniel, but. They have missed Daniel Safidi's footwork and his offloading because he kind of was that tackle buster that they needed in the middle of the field. But I do think that next year they'll ha- they'll really have that with Frizz because I think Frizz he's only had an okay season, mm. but I think with a change of scenery, a fresh approach, mm. and O'Brien like cracking the whip, he he's gonna I think he's gonna be really good for him. I don't think he's had a good year, and I think he's become a little bit overrated because yeah. of his rep form more than his club form. But I'm really excited to see how he goes up there. Yeah, and I, and I do think that expands out to their backs too. There are a lot of guys doing their job. A lot, of, a lot of guys are doing their job there, playing hard, working hard, but they're missing, like, Bradman Best is a huge one like that. Same thing for the game breaker out wide. But, like, yeah, in that pack, like, you know, a lot of the other contending teams or even worse teams have guys that, you know, for feeders going to the Titans or there's, you know, at the, at the Storm, for example, they throw Tino on now. He's just killing it when he comes on the field. There's Kakao over, over at... Uh, God, Penrith, obviously. The Raiders have a whole bunch of dynamic forwards. Like The Knights have a lot of good forwards. Yeah. I just think they're ma- missing that kind of mm. guy who well, can that, break the game. That's, where, that's, where, that's where Fitzgibbon's really disappointed me this year. Yeah. And I know he was injured for a good chunk of the season. But like he's that he's that guy who I thought could be a bit of a, a line breaker, a tackle buster for him on that left edge because he established a good combination with Ponga and all that. But he's um, yeah he's really disappointed me this year. Yep, uh, next up we have the North Queensland Cowboys, uh, another team that has, um, I don't Fla- know. Flattered to deceive? I was about to say flattered to yeah, deceive. Well flattered done. to deceive. Um, yeah, they are somehow not the worst Queensland team, and Josh, but Josh Haney is still searching for his first win as a coach. Um, how have you found the Cowboys this year? Has anything surprised you at all? Because uh, it seems like a lot of our concerns about the Cowboys last year really carried themselves over into this year. And I know they've fired Paul Green, but 
the the same issues remain. I'm a sucker for the Cowboys because they've got Talmalolo. And like he's someone I will always, always believe in. Mm. But this is three years in a row now that they've missed the finals and missed the finals badly, like badly, yeah. badly. I think Green had to go. I, I really wanted Hannay to be the answer because I was such a fan of his as a player. But they they just don't look like they're responding to him. They look like they're waiting for the season to end. And th- th- I think they really need a fresh approach, a fresh voice. And I think Peyton would be perfect for him, judging on what he's done for the Warriors. Well, I, I can't either. It seems like such a ready-made fit. And he, t- from memory, he turned down the Warriors job. One of the big reasons was because he wanted he wanted the Cows job. That's the one he was after. Like, it, it, seems like a, it seems like a natural fit. I don't know why they haven't pulled the trigger. Yeah, and obviously that process isn't finished yet, but there's been a lot of rumours come up in your, what was it, uh, Neil Henry, not Hitler Henry, sorry, John Cartwright. So we we doing this? Like, we're not doing this. Oh, really? We? We're doing this again? Like, no, like, what are we doing? Come on, man. Tighten it up. But there's a lot of guys there who are disappointed again this season. They just why does it every year that I feel like they have one of the worst backlines in the comp every year, no matter who they rotate through there? Like SR Masters, I've been so disappointed with SR Masters. Not even the best I Masters really, in the NRL anymore. He's not, and like I, I really liked him at the Tigers, and he's got mm. a lot of ability. Mm. And like I, 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 I didn't think he'd go out there and be the best center in the comp, but I thought I thought he'd do well. I thought he, at the very least, he'd, he'd sort of thrive on the change of scenery and all that. We, but he's he's been terrible. Like I don't, when was the last time he was in first grade? I think it was like six right. week ago. When at the start, like we, we we you would have thought that with him, Holmes, Phil, and Fast Guy up there, they would have been able to throw together some sort of productive backline this year. It just hasn't happened. I mean, no, it hasn't. Well, fa- Fast Guy, Fast Guy is. Man, too- I threw Fast Guy in there for, because we obligatory have the yeah, obligatory of mention of Fast Guy. Oh no, fa- Fast Guy, Fast. This wasn't supposed to be Fast Guy's year in first grade. Like yeah. he was meant to play a year in the Regis or whatever. And with Val, I think he'll be much better for the run next year. And there's been a couple of all right signs with him, but you know they're, they're still playing Justin O'Neill. You know yeah. they're still playing Justin O'Neill. Tom Opacek has still been one of their best outside backs this year. You know it's like uh, you, you you can't unless you have an elite level spine, which they don't have now. You can't get away with a backline like that. And I like a lot of their spine guys. I really like Drinkwater, even though he's still very much a work in progress. I don't think I'll ever give up on Jake Clifford, even though there's a chance he's the new Aiden Caesar, yeah, and it's just ne- and it's just never going to happen the way I want it to. Mm. I think Robson's been fabulous for them this year. He's a real shining light. Mm. He's a real shining light for for them this year, and it feels like they have all the pieces which is what makes it so disappointing when they do what they've done for the last three years, which is fuck all, you know? Yeah, they have in the... I guess they're going a bit unnoticed because they're not as much of a disaster as some other clubs or, and you know, they're not performing, but they have in the same team one of the worst signings of the season and one of the best signings of the season. Like, Reese Robson's been one of the best signings of the season for yep. mine, but going back to SR Masters, Tigers fans bash those guys leaving that club so often that no one believes them when they say, this guy's going to be shit next year because they say about everyone who leaves that club, most Tigers fans do. They were, right on they're right. they were right on Essa. <laughs> yeah. They were right on Essa. Yeah, but they were right on Essa. And by, like, he has been just like... Were they right about James Tedesco? Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm going to have to get back to you on that, on that <laughs> okay. one. I actually think... Going to have to make some calls. No, none, of them, none of them said he would be shit. Yeah, that's it. Like, by the way. Uh, but yeah, Masters looks checked out when the ball is not in his possession. Pretty much the rest of the game, when he hasn't got the ball, he doesn't give a, it looks like he didn't give a shit about yeah. what's happening around mm-hmm. the field. That's both in attack and defence. But I have big concerns about the, the deal they gave Cole Felt. Like, I know we all like Cole Felt, but... Signing a winger at his age, like twenty twenty four. It's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, who was the competition? Oh, that was how old that, is he now? That was what, like, that was jobs for the boys. That was twenty nine thirty. But that's like the problems I've been repeating the last four or five years. Is like that means now Cole felt instead of going out when they should let him go. There's almost a guarantee that the last year or two of that deal they're going to regret that. Like it just is. He hasn't been great this year either. But you're just disappointed. A lot of those guys are, are not hitting their ceiling or even close to it. Like Tamalolo always perform, and I think Frank Molo's had a pretty good year. For who he is, and I think Tom Gilbert's improved off the bench of it. Almost every other forward disappointed you in that pack. Yeah, like Jordan McLean has been a disaster this season as well, and I, I believe in McLean. And and he was someone that I thought had been pretty good for them when he played over the last couple mm. of years, and then this year he's just jumped off a cliff. And then the other guy's Hess. Like they're yeah. just they just they're just not getting enough from him. I I think he's a guy who's at home and and maybe a little bit too a little bit too comfortable. I think he needs a bit of a shock to the system to turn into the player that we, we kind of know he can be. Him and Ash Taylor are in the same basket for me, mate, that I keep hearing Ooh. when they're not playing about how good they're going to be. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to hear listen to a single word that comes out of any report or either their mouths till I see it. I, yeah. just, I just think Hess is one of those players where he needs to be on a good team. 
And if he was yeah. in a good team, he would look. He, he would or perform. Maybe he just but had Jonathan Thurston for a year. Well, that, or two. I mean, yeah, yes, but yeah. I, I just don't think I, he's one of those guys that can be on a, a team where they need him to be the guy. I think he could yeah. go to him and be the fifth best forward and do a good job but, of it. But, but like, I'd rather in my team, for example, if I was a coach, I'd rather work on Mitch Dunn than work on yeah, Cohen Hayes. Dunny, Dunny, Bill Williams. Yeah, yeah. Mitch Dunn did throw that sick dummy against. Got hands. Got hands, baby. That's it, man. I'd rather work on a guy like him and hope maybe I can turn him into a bit of a Ryan Madison type. That's fair. I've seen enough from Cohen Hayes to think and my club it's probably it's probably time for him yeah to but it's, to it's one out. of those things he's always going to get a gig just because everyone's going to say well I'm like I am the coach I'm that the can guy. get this yeah. out of him because he's know, so because like all these measurable he's so big and strong and quick and all that sort of shit but yeah. he's tripped himself down and it hasn't worked it's like well yes. we have next year we bulk him back up and he's playing in the middle I wouldn't be shocked if that's what's happened after, after an off season now like they've tried to strip down <laughs> it's, 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 now we must rebuild and another one we have the technology they're sitting on a real tough one with Michael Morgan yeah, that's a pun him, but twenty-seven feels like a long, long time ago now, doesn't the, the, it? The the spring of Morgan <laughs> it feels like an eternity ago. Oh well, that's 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 the thing. I, I I think part of the problem with Morgan is they've they're playing him at halfback, and they're trying to get him to be like that on-field organizer, that on-field general. But apart from those eight weeks in twenty seventeen, that's happened. never really been his go. I, I like I'd like to see him play Clifford at seven, Morgan at six. And have Clifford do all the organising, running around, mm. and then just let Morgan sort of go off the back of that. Yeah, but they're signing also lots of some problems there though, because obviously they sign Holmes and they've got Drinkwater too, and it's well, like, yeah. and they have RC. They're playing a bit now too. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's 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 hard to get a it's hard to get a read on on what they're doing. But it's a desirable coaching job because we can all sit here and say, yeah. look at these seventeen talented guys not doing their job. I and think a yeah. good coach could get something out of that. Team. Absolutely. Well, that's why mm-hmm. I've got you know. Well, that's why that's why I think Peyton would be so perfect because you mm. look at what he's getting out of the Warriors now, and it's not nowhere near as talented a roster. It's unprecedented, really difficult circumstances. Yeah, totally. And he's got him. He's got him running. Into, he's got him running into fire for him. You know. And I think he'd make it. I, he, I think it'd be like when Green took over from Henry, and the impact was immediate. Yeah, you know they went from being a seven eight team to being a a, a top four top five team. You know. Mm. Uh, next up, we have uh, a, te- a team very close to the hearts of three people that are currently podcasting, and myself, the Raiders of Canberra. Mm. Um, what What should we say about the people's team? I don't know. We've. I feel like everything that could have possibly been said about the Canberra Raiders has been said on this podcast over the last where four we, weeks. Where should we? Not by Nick Hampton. But Nick <laughs> Hampton, you're here to disagree. Oh yeah. well, no. It's, it's one of those things. When Hodgson went down, I was absolutely fucking despondent because it sort of felt like you know they weren't playing great at the time and they might not mm. have won the comp, but it felt like the the premiership was out the door for this year. And these windows are very. These windows can be very short. Like it, you can click your fingers and it can be over. Yeah. But the way they've been able to rally since then, they've really dug deep. They've they've found that that uh, tough edge that they had for much of last year, which was kind of missing for them mm. for a while, for a few weeks there. You know, it's just it's it's the it's the very best you can hope for. And the fact that they're still in with a chance to make the top 4, I think is a real real credit to them because some of some of the wins that they've had, like the win over South is a, is a good example. I agree. Like they just they just they just they were able to win that cuz they just sort of toughed it out. Are you saying they wanted it more? Yes, I am. Oh, that's what. Yes, I, I am. What Corey Allen didn't want it. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. I mean, that was the game where they scored three tries off fluke bounces and no other. If it keeps happening, if it keeps happening, it's not a fluke. Well, don't, yeah, don't anyway, pick um, on the score but the Aldi Damien Cook, Tom Starling, has been very good. I've been so impressed. Yeah, I've been so impressed, and he's a real success story because he was at the Knights and he sort of he only got a game there because they were. Shit house, and they would, and he was a good trainer, and that's so they sort of chucked him a bone. And that off season, he was going to go play in the Queensland Cup, and he was, and he, I've, I've interviewed, I interviewed him about it, about, uh, I interviewed him about it last year, and he sort of said, yeah, I thought I was going to go up to the Queensland Cup, get an apprenticeship, and I, and he goes, I thought that was going to be my life, but instead he, he got down to Canberra because Hudson Young and him are best mates, and Hudson Young said, look, there's this dummy half, this Tom Starling guy, bring him down. He won't let you down. This is so rugby league, by the way. Incredibly rugby league. <laughs> so he came down, he played a few games for him last year, had another really great off season. And now he's, I, I think he's the best dummy half at Canberra. I think he's better than, than Havili. And Havili's, Havili's not a bad player at all, but Starling has proven that he is a, he is an NRL player beyond a shadow of a doubt. And, you know, I've, I just, I just get more and more impressed the more, the more I watch him. I just think he's really, really sharp. Do you think teams, well, the Raiders are afraid to start him because of his size, and that's kind of putting a cap on what he could be for that team? I, d- I, d- I don't, I don't think so because his size has never been an issue. He's a really good yeah. defender. It's, he's got a really, 
I hate to go all Jake's boys, but he's a real classical technique. Yeah, fella. I was going to say he's got a low center of gravity. Yep. But I, I think with the reason he's not starting is because I don't think they reckon he can get through mm. 80 minutes. Mm. So you're better off having Havili play the first 20 and then you can bring Starling on for the final 60 because he's, he's, he's pretty fit, but he's just not used to, you know, yeah, just not used to playing, playing 80 in first grade. So well, he, he, can, he can play 60 straight. Havili goes into the middle rotation. I, I, like, I think that they're better with Starling on the field, but just with the way they juggle it, it's better if he comes off the bench. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Just more my worry. Like, obviously, his first grade future is probably away from Canberra because he's going to be a big minute hooker. And I just worry... If no, it, no, no one's ever going to leave Canberra. We're all going to be down yeah. there and be happy forever. But my worry is like if he, if a coach, if they the team signs him and they just disregard him because of his size, he'll never get a fo- the career he deserves. His performance has been great the last, the last yeah. month or well, two. Yeah, well, so. you know, all he can do is what he's been doing and he's been, yeah. and he's been doing great. Um, oh, what are some other assorted Canberra takes? Well, I think we're going to win the comp, which, is, which <laughs> would be great. And this is not a knock on Josh Hodgson, but I do think that, like, we, me and you both, everyone here knows that, like, Hodgson has an, uh, an affinity to fucking around the ruck a lot. Mm, you know, he, yeah. he, he likes doing it sometimes. And there was a bit of an issue, I thought, with the gel between that spine early in this year when Hodgson was still being really dominant. And I think it's really helped George Williams just having a guy just throws him the goddamn ball. It's definitely empowered yeah. him. And, yeah. I, and I, th- I think Williams kind of kind of needed that a little yeah. bit. Like, he was good when Hodgson was there. But it just kind of, having it all be on, on Williams has kind of forced him into action a little bit. And I think Whiten's Whiten. Like, Whiten is, it was going to play the way he always does it. It almost didn't matter who the dummy half was. Mm. But I think for Williams as well, it, it was maybe a little bit difficult for him to, to be a dominant voice in the team because Hodgson is so dominant and Williams is still very new to the mm. club. So that's a silver lining of the Hodgson injury in that it has really empowered Williams. It has. And then you've got other guys there like, Joe Tarpanay has had a, you know, a, I wouldn't say a questionable stint at the Raiders with that swap up with uh, Mitch Barnett the last couple of years. But this last five or six weeks is probably by far the best five or six weeks of his career. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's Abs- been and, exceptional. And I, I always thought that he was um, he was going to end up being an edge because he can be so destructive out there. But he's a he's an out-and-out out middle now. And I was so impressed that when they were losing middles all the time, when they lost Hors- Horsberg and Soliola and Gula and all of them, Tapanay was the one that really stood up. Like Papali kept doing what he always does, mm. but uh, Tapanay was the one that really sort of took it upon himself and yeah. and and helped cover those gaps. And I think you're right. I think it's been probably the best football that he's that he's played in Canberra. I remember last time I was on here, I was bitching about him. I was saying, oh, yeah, he's probably not in the best seventeen anymore. He absolutely is because he's he's not had as many of those brain fades he either. Hasn't. He's sort of got them out of his game a little bit. I've been I've been super impressed. But yeah, the more impressive thing with the Canberra team for me is what you just said there, mate. Is like with these issues with that side injuries and everything is just how much the other fellows have stepped up. Like Dynamis Louis as well, probably in the form of his career. It's bizarre. You would never think you'd think again. You'd knock out Corey Horsburgh. You know, you knock out Soiola, you knock out Gula. You think, oh, this is Papali, and like we'll just hope the rest works. But it, it has. They've all stood yeah. up and, and they've stood up on a weekly basis. Yeah. It's well, not been, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Sutton's been a bit great. like that as well. I think he's been really strong. And I love the, um, you know, John Bateman back helps. But I love the Harrow and Naira signing. And I love the next year, the Ryan James signing. Like, this is what this club does now, which yep. is like smart signings. They get great value out of both of those guys. Well, that's, that, that's, that's the thing. Like, I, I am still sorting out how I feel about having Harrow and Naira at the club. Mm. But from a footballing perspective, it's a it's a very smart get. You know what I mean? You're buying low on a dude that can step in and replace Bateman as an attacking threat next year. And I, I'm with you. I like the James one as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's low risk, high reward. Like kick the tires, see see like see what he's got. And he just he would just if if it, even if it doesn't work, they'll still be okay. Yeah. You know, they're not living and dying on on that signing. And I feel like his signing is kind of like when you guys signed Lailua mid mid year. You didn't really have a spot for him that year, but you're like, let's get this guy to the club. We'll get him in, and then like he'll probably replace Bateman next year. But I think that's been a, a real good signing. And I do think I'm not going to say they're, they're going to win the premiership. Mm. Oh, well, there we go. Starling starting. Where we go? We'll, be, we'll Disre- disre- disregard everything I said. Yeah, but uh, he he should start, and he should never be on the bench again. That uh, I do like. You know, come finals time, I don't want to put a ceiling on where this Raiders team can go because I feel like they've, they've gone through the adversity of the season. You know, and they've been playing like this. All it's going to go from here is like they're going to have the better players come back, like a Corey Horsburgh is going to come back oh, mate, in the finals. It, like one one v one in a given game, I'll back them to like they can outfight anyone. Yeah, you know what I mean. They might not be able to win a minor premiership or something, but if you get down in the gutter with them, 
they can they can get you. They can get absolutely anybody. I th- I think what'll happen is they'll come fifth or sixth. They'll win the first week of the finals, and then they'll probably lose in the second week. But it'll be like. 18-10 or something, and I'll come on the pod the next week and be like, oh, God, I was just so proud of them. They just tried so hard. <laughs> There's 17 men hurting in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next up we have the best team in Queensland, the Gold Coast Titans. What a sentence. Incredible shit. Yeah, that is the thing. Incredible shit. Is it wrong? Factually, it is not. Um, <laughs> Correct. But I feel like they should have lost points for um, my our, our guy getting run down by Josh Papali. Oh, Jamal Fogarty. Oh, dude, Fogarty scoring. Like, he rebounded from that and scored the winning try the other week. It doesn't like, matter. Well, have you considered that maybe Josh Papali is the fastest man in the world? I haven't because I've seen his 5K time on that leaderboard and he is behind a lot of people. I'll tell you what, he was pretty quick when he busted through Damien Cook to score in the prelim. <laughs> got him. Got him. <laughs> got him. Raiders 16 defeat South Sydney 10, September 29th, 2019. Yeah, Damien Cook was a beat sprinter growing up. Jeff yeah. Farley was a Damien Cook sprinter growing up. <laughs> Ran over Damien Cook's. <laughs> Dave's, Dave's about to burst through the door like Kramer and we're going to talk about the prelim. It's going to be great. It's like my biggest nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I feel I like, I like some of the signs from the Titans and we're laughing about Fogarty, but... Fogarty this he's year... He's played well, I will say. Mate, I was only he, joking, was a, he was a development player at the start of the year. He only just made it into the bubble, and now he's captain. Like, he's the captain of the team. It's the sort of, it's the sort of thing that I like because it shows what, it shows what Holbrook is, is putting in those players and what he's putting into that club. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's turning it into a place, you know, where they all the buzzwords... And, and they've, you know, they've extended him as well. They, so uh, yeah. I don't know if I love that yet. I don't know if I love I that. It's a, long, it's, it's a long early. extension. It's a long extension. Um, but I mean, obviously, with Dave Fafita going there, getting rid of some of those bad contracts, a few still remain, but getting rid of some of them, it, the future does look reasonably bright on on the old Gold Coast. But I think it's the horse before the cart and extending him. Yeah, early. that like, I don't understand. You're giving but, him the tools next year, but it's like let's see how he works with those tools. He's not going anywhere. But you know, I, there's some good signs. I do have the small concerns that that back line is still going to be custard, and uh, and I don't know like. Hard for me to put my full faith in someone who keeps playing Keegan Hipgrave. <laughs> like, I just yeah, can't I know. Believe it that him. part but, does worry me as well. But the part, the things that look great this year is like you said, Fogarty. Apparently, Fogarty. I'm not, I'm not about that though. I don't care what you say. What? Your name said like it's no. Fogarty. 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 He's been fantastic. But AJ Brimson has hit the ground running. Like he's, he's been great. He's yeah, been fantastic he's been every really week. Good. Back in season. And a Doyle hot take is I want him in, in the centers for Queensland. Ooh, I love it. There's a Doyle take. I love it. it. I've stolen it for someone else. I don't know who I stole it from. Because it's mine now. No man owns a take. Exactly right. Is takes, Steve Martin takes, stealing my bit? <laughs> takes belong to the world, I brother. Do, but that's, that's one of my takes. He's going to put him in the centres in Origin, Kevy, you coward. Yeah, why not? Let's <laughs> do it. But yeah, I mean, they've been the better Queensland side. And I think one of the best signs to them is um, you know, Jim Dimmick's up there as an assistant. And he's had a pretty good career as a defensive coach. And I think you can see that. like The attack still isn't great there. But they hung into that in that game with the Dragons. And then two things happened. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that, that's it. They won the football game, and as as everybody with half a clue knows, that's how a good team is built: is back of their defense, and then things might just happen, and they did for them. I still think the big question mark for them is at nine. Oh, it's huge, isn't it? Like, because Holbrook changes it every week. Like, and I feel like Pete's Rain, Aaron Clark, they're all about as good as each other. Yeah. And a good dummy arc can be hard to find and all that. And, you know, maybe they only know the Brandon Smith sweepstakes or say, something that, like I was going to say, that's a Brandon Smith destination, possibly. Or a Cameron Smith. We. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know about so Cameron either, Smith. But, but like, if, 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 you know, if they start a corner about Tom Starling or something like that. A place for Smith. As, as the former club of Smith Samuel. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> They're very pro Smith and Smith Crisps. Oh, your your club was formerly Smith's Crisps. Thanks. You're an expert on this topic. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, so and there's still some um, like they've made some good signings and as we know there there is some teams that had success in this competition with the old uh, studs and scrubs lineup. So they've had five or six studs and then just filled it with garbage. But that also is the most fragile way to build a team, as we've seen with Manly this year. Two injuries means your season can be over pretty yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. So, so it'd be interesting how they go. But as you said, nine's a huge question mark because they've also got Tanner Boyd. And I, I, I know I, that. I haven't minded him haven't this either. year. He's been pretty good when he's come on. And I know they've had injuries that have forced that change at nine a few times when they made a switch. But I don't know why that happens sometimes. And then the bench guy switches as well. It's like every week it's like there's two different hookers. And I just don't know how that works for the entire team's cohesion. Maybe Justin Holbrook despises dummy hearts. Maybe he does. Can't be ruled out. The very concept of them. Yes. Offends him. <laughs> the ball should be yeah. flung out like a like an NFL center in the shotgun. Just chuck it out there. It's like how Noel Gallagher hates every drummer Oasis has ever had because he feels like he's the best drummer. He's, he wants to replace them all with drum machines. That's fair. Holbrook wants one of those past 
those like bomb launching machines yes. at hooker. Like that's quick service. Carry it around the field. <laughs> <laughs> Load it in. But another good thing from this year as well is you mentioned Fogarty, but there's also Jalifi or whatever. Like, I always say it wrong, but he's a real success story this year, yeah. isn't he? I've really loved his work. Another Jet as well. The best thing about this season all around for me, mate, is like I've been a, a big proponent of like reserve grade actually matters for the last few years, and this season has been like 15 players have proven that oh, two years in reserve grade. I can actually be a good first grader, and it's just good to see that happening again with well, the change. Jolla, Jolla, I, I can tell you that Jolla um, Jolla played twenties at the Sharks, yeah. and they kind of didn't want him. And I'm pretty sure he was full, like almost full time with the Jets for at least a season. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's something we hear a lot about from the Queensland Cup, not as much from the New South Wales mm. Cup. And I, that's a, a and that's something that I hope when the when those comps resume next year, that teams keep looking to that because it feels like it feels like the smart teams. Or what, they use that like almost as a farm system. Melbourne's the best example, mm. but it's um, it's definitely an under undervalued resource. It is like Melbourne again have injuries and then just throwing Nico Hines comes in and he's fantastic. Oh, Lumi Lumi was alright. He's the twelfth like, string fullback and he's great. Yeah, no, he's great. insane. And he's off contract and no one will sign him because everyone is dumb. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like he'll just stay at the Storm as their this as is, their This backup. is Lumi Lumi. No, uh, Nico Hines. Like, oh, I was going to say. But yeah. l- having l- just Lumi, watched, Lumi, Lumi Lumi's not bad either. Having watched him play, yeah, he's, he's a he's terrifying c- prospect. <laughs> he he does not care for your rules. Yeah. He simply they've also got their man-made constructs though. They can't hurt us. But yeah, the Storm's one of those teams you always look at. Like, oh, oh, you know, I watch the juniors every year, and they have many juniors this year. But yeah, like, I watch like an under twenties Queensland game. Oh, gee, who that guy contracted to? It's the Storm. Oh yeah, yeah, of course it's not the fucking Broncos. Sickening. Of course the Storm have him. But they've yeah. got a they've got a back rower coming through there, Jack Howarth, who was um, a Union prospect to an outside centre in Union, but a back, an edge in league that I think he'll crack in. He'll be the Tino of next year. Go on the bench at the Storm. And people like, who the hell is this guy? And probably get paid a bazillion dollars by the Broncos to replace a feeder the year after. The or system something. works. <laughs> yeah. And someone just have another one who will yep. just turn up. <laughs> uh, and the last team we're going to talk about in the first half of this two part is the South Sydney Rabbitohs, um, who I was feeling very, 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 very good about after Thursday night until I uh, read on Friday that my thick king is no more and that Latrell Mitchell will be re- missing the rest of the season. Well, I feel like with Trell, like way back in the before times, before the <laughs> before the coronavirus pan- <laughs> pandemic and the and the subsequent layoff, I was on here for a season preview and we were talking about Trell and I said, I think what's going to happen with Trell is he's going to start slow, but he'll grow into fullback as the year goes on. And he's he started to do that. I just I think part of the reason that um, that it took so long is he's just not the sort of fullback that we all thought he would be. You know what I mean? He's still only running the ball maybe eight, nine times a game. Running is overrated. Usually, Why run when you can pass. No, I hate running. Are you serious? Exactly. The mere concept of it offends me. Just fling it out there. But he's sort of he's he's become much more of a much more of a ball player at the back, and it's good to see him sort of diversify on those skills. And what's exciting is that if he can add just a little bit more running to that, mm. then we're looking at a at a very very serious fullback. And we sort of saw that on Thursday night. Like I know everyone was going on about that passage of play where he. Step Sebo and all that. Like, if you can just get him running it a little, little bit more, yeah. it could make all the difference. And it could turn him into one of the best fullbacks yeah. in the comp. I've, I've been so impressed with them over the last month. I, I can't believe how good they're playing. And it's, it, it is a shame that he's not going to be there for the rest of the season. But if... I mean, this young forward pack is firing at a level I didn't think they could get to. Like, guys like Totola and Ke- uh, Keon Kelmatangi have been far better than I thought they Tatola's would be. Totola's been great. Totola's yeah. mm-hmm. been excellent. And but I think Keon's been really good as well. Ke- I thought, he was, fa- I thought won he was fabulous Cowboys against the Cowboys. Game. Yeah, He basically won them. In that game. set where Reynolds kicks the yeah. field goal, he has, he has, he has run one fabulous yeah. run and then another really good run with an offload. Yeah. But is this where we talk about our, our uh, bald king, Mark Nichols? <laughs> Mate, Mark Nichols has more tries than uh, several halfbacks in the NRL. Mate, so. he's, he, he's having a great season. He, he, they've sort of reinvented him as this sort of like, like almost like a Jake Tavoyevich type, like ball playing forward that just comes on and like gets like, what, 10 to 15 touches at most mm-hmm. and that makes some of them count. And that's not really the role I thought. I thought we just, Mark Nichols was forever cons- consigned to that sort of Dave Till role. But they've reinvented him a little bit, and and it's worked so far. And I don't really have any complaints about anyone that's in the team right now. And except what about what about Corey? Allen? No, not at all. Because I mean, when he went to fullback on Thursday night, he threw two fantastic passes: one that led to the Campbell Graham try, and one that led to the Adam Reynolds try, and one on each side of the ruck, which is incredibly impressive as well. And he can't play on the wing in first grade because he's not fast enough. And if AJ had been on that left wing in the first half, I think South would have scored even more points. But if they, I don't know what they're going to do, and I don't know whether Alex will be back this week. But I think the path for them 
to have any success in the finals this year, just put Corey Allen at fullback and put AJ back oh, on the wing. Oh, mate. Well, yeah, Corey Allen is all, he also hates yardage runs. Yep. And right, fullbacks don't really do them right because fullbacks do kick returns. And tackle one and two is not with their job to do yardage, but he, when he's on the wing, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm going to stand over here on tackle one and hope someone else does it. He's, not very, he's a terrible winger, but he's not bad at fullback. Like, no. But I do think Luttrell has the best out ball of any of the fullbacks in the comp. Like, his long ball from right to left is fa- fabulous. But I have my same concerns I always had with him is, like, he is the cherry on top of a good team. I don't see enough of him, like, when they're not doing well. And I know it sounds dumb, but... Yeah. You know, enough of him playing well when they're playing shit. I don't see no, any of that. Ever. I, 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 to game I, when I agree shit. with that, but right now, like even shit. when he got injured, and I, I and I would actually find it quite difficult to rank them all. But I like the the how well that spine was playing in the last month or so. I probably would have had him third ahead of Cook, but behind Walker and Reynolds. And I think Reynolds has been the best halfback in the competition over the past month, and he's played at a level that I've never seen him play at before. He's been really good. He's been really good. I, I think Cleary is maybe been a, a hair better, but. It's it's a it's a very close run thing, and the combination that he's got going with Walker is just absolutely fabulous. Like we all saw this try that Walker scored on Thursday night oh, or yeah. whenever it was, but that's that's exactly what you want. You want Reynolds pulling the strings, you want Walker hitting holes, and it just plays to both their strengths. So I think Walker's had a fabulous year. Yeah, mm, a really a really good year. Probably a bit more under the radar than mm. last year, especially the great start that he had. Yeah, but I think he's been he's been really really. I strong. don't know where the directive came from, but it, it seems like the forwards have been given a license to ball play and to offload a bit more as well. Like they seemed like, especially in those especially in those first couple of games pre lockdown, Souths were very very rigid, mm. and even then when they came back from lockdown, those first few games there was there was something really robotic about their attack. But I feel like in the last month or so, that's become a little a lot more free flowing, and that this is a team that could do some damage. With or without Latrell Mitchell. Well, they didn't have the cattle to play that type of football. They didn't have a big enough pack to play like they were, which is good they've changed it up. But Adam Reynolds' ball playing on that on that play for Cody Walker on the weekend, where he pretty much like skipped sideways in time for a man who... who I've mocked his running of the ball on this podcast since it existed. If you've got a thousand Doyles in a room with a thousand typewriters... <laughs> We could not have we could not have come up with that play for Adam Reynolds. Okay, we could have never, we could have all sat there and we could have predicted the future. The it was best. the best of times. Yeah, it was the blurst of times. <laughs> we could have had a thousand Doyles with a freeze frame before that play started, saying, "Predict what Adam Reynolds does here." And all thousand of us chip kick to the wing. Yeah, could not have predicted that he would. You know what he did? He he stepped into space, but he, the step he, he never had a running game. No. But he's always worked on his game and his ball playing has got better over time and his, his handwork is better than his running game is generally his deception. But it feels like him being fit for this entire season, which never happens. It's true. As lad in the flourish and now he's popping up all over the place and Cody's following him. And, and, the, and the, one of the best things about Wayne's teams are is the... Is, he resists panic really well. Yeah. Like, he was getting pressure all for the first 10, 12 weeks of the season to do this change, make that change, make this change. And he's like, no, fuck Well, there was calls to put Latrell in the centres yeah. after two weeks. Latrell so. stays at fullback. And, you know, I'm part of those calls too. Latrell's yeah. garbage no, fullback. Latrell stays at fullback. He sticks to his guns. And all of a sudden, the machine is rolling. Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. I want to give mm. a, I want to give a quick shout out to Bailey Surinan as well. Yeah, I think he's been yeah. really good, and he he is shaping up as one of those classic Bennett guys. Well, see, see worried about not having enough edges, and he's just filled that gap. Really. Yeah, like you know, maybe doesn't have a heap of talent, but just gets the most out of and, the talent your, that he your does man have. Jaden Sewers played pretty well as well. He has. He's gotten a lot better. He's and, gotten a lot better. And the, the crazy thing about Sias is they and they won't because of Latrell. They've not had a full strength team for a single game in this entire year. Yeah, like James Roberts has been, and I. But to be honest, like with, I was thinking about this the other day, like with the way Stephen Masters has been playing, and I know it's only a small sample size, but like I can't, I can't, I don't know if James James Roberts makes that play, like that flick pass he did the other night. I'm not sure if James it's Roberts very can make that player, play. Stephen Masters, and I, I don't know if James Roberts gets back in the team, but he will because he's like I, yeah. he will, but I don't know if he should. If you get me, yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, again, it's good to have that competition. It is absolutely it's good to have Masters. It's just there, a shame there's no reserve grade for whoever is not in the team to sort yeah. of work on it, but. Like yeah, I, I honestly, it's weird that I'm now putting my hopes in fullback Corey Allen for the rest of the year, but that's the world we're living in. But even if he can just do a serviceable job and just and Latrell wasn't running the ball, so it doesn't his run meters aren't really going to be like a, the be all and end all of South success. But if he can come in at third receiver or second receiver and throw a couple of nice balls like he did on Thursday night, mm-hmm. that might be enough. That might be enough. But yeah, there is a couple of as you mentioned, Bailey's been a Wayne guy. So is, so is Margo. The, the couple of guys yeah, and, and Masters another one. Like these guys are scrap heap players they picked up that no one else wanted that are that are playing like they are now. And then Keon Kalamatonga, I remember picking him for rookie of the year pre-season. last year, which yep. I'm way off on that obviously, but they they knew he was gonna play a part this season and he was an important player for them, but I 
they didn't play him early, and I was like, where's Keon? Where's Keon? And obviously, he wasn't ticking the right boxes at some point. But since he's been there the last five or six weeks, you know, he's playing big minutes, and he's been exceptional the last, last few weeks. And it feels like going into the finals, like, all of a sudden having him and Liam Knight off the bench, backing up to Tola, Burgess, and Cam Murray, it's a pretty good middle now. Whenever Keon isn't in the team, all the other players yeah, should Keon. be saying, where's Keon? Keon? I... I... Also, apart from when he tries to score tries, Tom Burgess has been sensational. Can he well, stop yes, trying to score like, tries? Does, does, he not, does he know he's got to ground it? Because he just sort of... Does he know? Because he just throws the ball at the line. And he celebrates like, every time. Every time. The one on Thursday might have been the funniest one like, ever. Mate. And I could laugh because we're winning by a million points, so it didn't matter. But that one on Thursday was... I can't believe they even went... Did they go to the bunker? As soon as, he reached, as soon as he reached out... I said, he's dropping this. Like, without a doubt in the world. Because it's, it's like, oh my yeah. God. When he scored against Brisbane, I was shocked. But the first one, he went on radio the next day and got mad about it that he didn't drop it. It's like, mate, it bounced back into your hands. <laughs> it's all about getting... Does it. he know that he's not supposed to try and dribble it like a basketball? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, then, and then we didn't talk about him... I mean, you said his name just then, but we didn't talk about it. But Cam Murray is just an unbelievably good player and an unbelievably versatile player. Are you, well. ready? Are you ready for a take? Maybe. Yeah. Hit it. I don't think he's had a great season. Neither do I. I think he's been. I think he's been solid, and I know they've moved him around a little bit, but I've, I don't think he's lived up to last year's form at all. But that's exciting as well, because once they get to the finals, if they get, I know, don't think the he's Cam Murray that we all know that we all know. He's, he's been playing two or three different positions. I understand. I, under, I understand that, but yeah, I'm just I'm just not seeing the sort of footy yeah, that we've come to expect. And from I think him. it's also a good thing that South. I think his defence has been. Remarkably yeah. good. His defense has been good. Hasn't been no, his, 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 year, his sure, defense but... has been good, no doubt. But his attacks is calling card. Like that's what makes him special. Yeah. But I think it's good for them. They're winning in different ways. It's not Damien Cook and Cam Murray like it was last year. Yeah. They're not playing particularly well, but they're still winning and they're still winning well. Like yeah. I think South um, are going into the finals. The trail's a big loss, but they're a team again that they could knock off a contender through, if, through the if, final series. If Cook goes to another gear in the finals, there's no reason this team can't go all the way. There just isn't. Oh yeah. I Why do, not? I, Why yes. not? They just beat a top four team hundred nil campo. I'm a, I sit here and listen to you say Canberra could win the comp, but no, I say South, no, who are ahead no, of Canberra on the ladder, no, could win the comp. No, and I, that's said, I said, I said, I said, you know, I said in a one-on-one battle, I think Canberra on their day. Well, Canberra isn't that can fortunate for South that all rugby league games are one-on-one battles? No, <laughs> you're putting words in my mouth, bro. I'm you said saying, it. No, I said I think like Canberra in a in a in a in a in a a tough scrapping final style contest. Yeah. I'll give him a good chance. I agree with against, you. Against, no, against, against anybody. I will. I will. I agree with you. But I think Trell is a big, big loss. I, I know you're, ex- you're very excited about Corey Allen now, and I think that's just <laughs> wonderful. I'm going to talk myself into it. But, <laughs> mate, you're also relying heavily on Corey Allen. I don't like, think they are relying heavily on him. Mate, this is they my are. Look point. at the way they play. Look how look how much they look how much they've blossomed when they've relied on Latrell's ball plan. You're you're asking Corey Allen to do that. Like he or Alex he, Johnson who can't do it. Or AJ they, or AJ who or, can't do it. I redact all of my comments if we look at the team that's on Tuesday and AJ's. You redact it all. Yeah, you know, <laughs> get Corey Allen's on the week. <laughs> I, look, I, I think but, I think South I think South can definitely make a prelim, but going all the way. I just I, I like, think I I don't like I don't have them on that tier. Do I think they're clearly? Neither do I, but that does, that's not stopped teams from making grand finals before. Winning, it stopped them winning. Yeah, them. It does stop them from but, winning. But yeah, I'm, right. uh, I'm glad that anyway. uh, we established fraudulence of Parramatta. We've been going on about the whole season. Yeah. We've been going about their fraudulence on this podcast. And I've been, yeah, and I've been pushing that water up the hill, and it's been tough. But we'll get to them in the next There's episode. There's been a hole in my bucket, but I plugged that hole this week, and they got smashed 38-0. They really did. <laughs> um, Dale, would you like to give a shout-out to our Patreon subscribers? All right, so thank you to the following people who follow, well, who support us on Patreon. They follow us, but they support us on Patreon. Jack Snape, Thor Laycock, Jace G, Please Don't Name Me, Tom Hardy, Bert Andrews, Jason Wayne, Richie, Simeon, Ali, Ty, uh, Warwick Ahern, Roxanne Clark, Michael Murray, Carlo Tyson, Matty McPhee, Chris Abnell, and Dan, Dan Cullinan, and the great man, Dave. Thank you all for supporting us. You can... Uh, do more of that at uh, patreon.com slash Rookies. Yes. Uh, Shoot us your cash over. The, uh, to the rest of you who support us on the lower tiers, we love you as well. And we do love you, but just less. We love you. Our love is very clearly bought, but if <laughs> their, love, their, be, their love is for sale. If you do want to be a part of this at any level, feel free. We appreciate every every bit of support that you guys give us. Proportionate. If you don't want to be, just stop listening. No, don't. Oh, okay. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, no. What are you doing?
Shit. We have a large that's problem a, of you showing outward contempt to our listeners. That's not how this works. Actually, <laughs> they neg- love it. They love negging it. them has worked so far. We should pay all our podcasts should, like five minutes up there. What is this? The yeah. Telegraph. We'll be back again yes. next time. Got you him. ugly pigs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Say goodbye, Campo. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Dale. Bye bye. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>